Professionalism. Well, no, when you press the button. <laughs> Count it in, Priest. Do it. Five, four, three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to the Good HIE podcast, where you're all my Valentine, except pencil gets first dibs, and that's I how I thought you were going to say except pencil, and I was kind of like, wow, thanks, asshole. No, you get first dibs. That was the intro. That was the joke. They all play second fiddle the to most you. basic of jokes. Let's go. Oh, this week we have our normal podcast members that join us every single week, a non-pencil. My cat is a limp noodle. Enigmatic otaku. I would like a limp noodle for a pet. We have milk. I'm fixing things again. Sorry. And I'm wearing a shirt with my face on it. This week we have a very special guest that has been requested by numerous of you. We have Starscribe joining us today. Hi. Um, for all those who are tuning in for the first time, whether it be on Ponyville Live or on YouTube, um, welcome. We're an entirely user-submitted podcast. Users submit the guests, users submit the questions, and as a result, everyone hates it. Um, we're pretty much rated R for those who have never tuned in before, uh, so expect some swearing, expect to have a fun time. Um, every week we have a drinking week, and this week's drinking word is star. Pencil, have I missed anything? You're actually on point. Good job. Um, what about for those who are talking in the chat? Well, um, somebody in chat actually uh, wants to know, has your voice gotten deeper? Uh, a little bit. I was sick recently, and now it's doing say, better. They, they this finally is... dropped. You heard it here first, kids. So the, the flutter balls have finally lowered? That's what I said. Yeah. Anyway, um, for those of you in the chat, uh, most of the time we'll be asking questions from the thread. However, if you have a pressing question that comes up, I will be monitoring the chat. Uh, if it's a good question, I'll pass it along. If you're being really stupid and you're asking really, really dumb questions, I will probably ignore you. But that's only because I hate you. Okay? Well, that sounds great. Without any further ado, let's jump into asking our interview questions to our guest. Uh, first, we're going to start with our uh, questions we ask every week. Uh, first of all, uh, Starscribe, who are you and what have you done for the fandom? Who am I? That's an interesting question. I, I think probably nobody of any import whatsoever is probably the best answer to that one. Uh, but, <laughs> but maybe a little more seriously, I am a CS student currently in my senior year um, who writes on the side. So Keep it up. You can do it. We'll see. <laughs> But yeah, uh, and what have I done for the fandom? Well, uh, I got into the fandom very, very early on. Like, we're talking 4chan slash co era. Oh, and... you can stay. You can stay. We did too. Yeah. Uh, just as a consumer. But uh, back in 2014, I saw some stories and I thought, hey, maybe I could do that. And so I started writing and I've been writing ever since. Well, that's awesome. Um, what's your favorite part of the fandom is the second question. Do you prefer the online community, the fan fictions, the conventions, the music, the people? Uh, what part of the community is the biggest draw for you? I'd say as far as the community, it's just definite. It, it's it's the relationships that uh, that bronies have with one another, just the general kindness that people have that doesn't exist in a lot of other communities. Uh, mm -hmm. I, that was what, what made me stick around initially, was just how, how nice people could be, even uh, maybe if they didn't deserve kindness sometimes. But pe <laughs> yes. people, are, people are very nice and supportive, and 
the the amount of creative work that's come out of the community is just tremendous. Uh, I, I enjoy the music. I enjoy reading quite a bit of fan fiction myself and uh, consuming all of that sort of stuff. So I haven't been to a convention though, so I can't comment on those. Not this kind anyway. Do you have any plans to go to one? I would if there were any uh, in my area at the right time of year. It's just uh, space and time have not aligned properly for me to go to any of them. Right, right. That makes total sense. And they're expensive no matter what way you kind of spend. Yeah, I don't want to drive across the country to go to one, so. Makes total sense. Um, the, th the final normal question is uh, if you have one thing that you could say to your followers or your fans or even your haters, uh, what would it be? <laughs> oh, gee, I don't know. Um, I guess I just say that I appreciate everyone who supported getting me to this position. People who have read and commented on my work and kept me inspired to keep going. I, I appreciate everything you've done and you're the reason I'm still doing it. So thank you. Aw, you're so sweet and nice. What are you doing here? That's awesome. <laughs> I'm asking myself that very question, so. Oh, good. We're, we're off to a great start then. <laughs> we're going to change all that by the end of this. We ask why we're here every day. Um, <laughs> why are you here every, every week, day? We're only here I suppose. No, wow. we, we practice. We have, um, just like a band would have practice, we have podcast practices. Um, there's, there's your behind-the-curtain look. Um, Priest, we call Priest, it hanging out. Yeah, Priest shows up. He talks a lot. We listen, and then we go to bed. That's, that's our practice. Priest, are you are you are you seeing other podcasts behind our back? I'll never say. <laughs> Seattle's Angels, I love you, baby. Oh wow. <laughs> anyway. Um, that said, training wheels are off. Those are the normal questions. Let's go straight to the user submitted questions. And we're gonna start by some questions that are submitted by our uh, group admin Ravage. Um, so the first question is uh, when did you realize you're a brony star? Drink. Uh <laughs> Uh, that would be back in 2011 when I saw the pilot. Uh, I, the instant it was over, I'm like, wow, this is, this is great stuff. And I wanted to participate in the threads, which was pretty much all I knew existed at that point. Right. So right away, as soon as I was exposed to it. So do you have a, um, a lot of bronies have interesting ways in which they kind of encountered the show, um, what was the process leading like to get you to think in your head, no, I'm going to watch the pilot to My Little Pony? <laughs> uh, part of it might just be that I have no shame at all or standards. So when someone <laughs> said, hey, this, ch this small children's show for tiny girls is amazing, you should watch it, I didn't even think twice. I just thought, oh, sure, I trust this person. It, he was one of my good friends at the time who recommended it to me, and so I did it. There you go. <laughs> okay. Um, second question, what was your reaction to realizing you were a brony? Well, at the time, it was a very new thing, so there wasn't uh, a whole lot of maybe social stigma in the pop culture about being a brony. Uh, I don't even know. I, I don't remember how much I even knew the term at the time. But probably the same reaction to discovering that I enjoyed Sailor Moon way back when. Just uh, quietly hiding it away and never telling anyone. And being ashamed alone there about it. There's nothing wrong with Sailor Moon. You stop. There's, there's, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with you locking yourself in your room and putting on your Sailor Scout uniform. <laughs> Other than that, probably Utena is better, but that, I digress. Um, we'll go to question number three. Uh, who's your favorite brony author and or artist and or musician etc. 
my favorite brony author that's interesting uh i'd say probably uh oh man so many to choose from that's that's a tough one i guess i'll just go with uh iceman because i enjoyed uh, friendship is optimal so much even though it's such a short and uh, maybe not large in scale kind of as far as stories go but i enjoyed it so much that i'll have to say that Having talked to Iceman quite a bit, he's actually kind of like a big softy sweetie, so I know he'd be really happy to hear that. Oh man, that that's a name I we literally never heard as a favorite on the podcast. So that that just warms my heart on the inside. Uh, okay. Uh, fourth question: uh, If you could go to your favorite version of Equestria right now, even knowing there'd be no way back to Earth, would you? Uh yes. No questions asked. Um, as much as Earth is fantastic, uh, it doesn't have magic in it. So, sorry guys, I'll see you later. All right, uh, next question is, who is favorite pwn? Just to clarify, that isn't who is my favorite pony, that's who is favorite pwn. P-O-N-E, yes. P-O-N-E, okay. Um, Phrased in that way, I'd say Derpy is favorite pwn. Aww. Aww. Cross-eyed horse. All right, so... sweet little mentally handicapped man. <laughs> anyway. Mentally? Have... That's a physical handicap. No, she's Pencil, definitely huh? mentally handicapped. Oh. Pencil, how dare you be so insensitive? Have you met me? Enigma really? is so upset right now. Oh. I'd... I'd call you a snowflake, but I know there's no snow in Mexico, so what the fuck ever. I'm not... Whatever. All right. Uh, next question is, who is best pony? That's different than the last question. No, it's... There's differences. For some people, there's differences best. between favorite and best. Okay. Um, as far as best goes, I'll I'll say Twilight Sparkle, but I'll throw in the caveat that her season six performance was not stellar, but I'll say it's Twilight Sparkle anyway. It's true. She, she was kind of a, she was pretty bad in six. She, I, I, I and it's hard to blame her for that. I feel like she was kind of relegated to the background because her maybe her character arc was had reached its conclusion. Even so, I'll still say Twilight Sparkle. Well, Twilight was just really trash, and like say the, I saw the beef with this episode. Um, Spike meets the changeling. Oh, you mean like, Spike sings the episode? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was your favorite episode, wasn't it? Pencil? I will kill you. Anyway. Actually, season six felt more like Starlight took on the Twilight role. Uh, Starlight and Equestria. Uh, the next question is, who is the best princess, Starscribe? Also drink. Well, uh, after my previous answer, I'll actually, no, I'll, I'll say Luna is because it's awesome to have a character who actually has a little bit of growing to do and has an arc and that relatability um maybe that she still has that twilight may have lost so I, i'd I say like luna you. still you can stay oh man now you're already losing points enigma likes you that's that's gonna have to be marked down on your permanent record sorry man all right next question who is worst pony or character and why worst pony Oh man, um, 
hadn't thought about that. I don't know if I have a worst. I guess, uh, oh man, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. So I'm going to preface this with the caveat that this is the fan interpretation that I hate, and that's Pinkie Pie. Uh, because Ooh. she seems to be given, she she seems to be used as a narrative uh, trick for just anything inconvenient that I can't think of a way to happen, Pinkie Pie can do it because she's Pinkie Pie. In the and I don't dislike her on MLP itself, but in the fandom, Pinkie Pie is worst poem. I really like that answer. Actually, she's it, a wa- she's a walking Deus Ex Machina. It's true, and that's how people write her, and it's really frustrating that you know this. It, it shouldn't be that hard to write Pinkie Pie. No, and I, when the few times I've written her, I've tried very hard not to do that. But yeah, I just can't stand the fandom interpretation. Anyone who does that. No, no hate, but I hate you. Oh, boy. Uh, next question is, will you please support Enigmatic Otaku's Patreon? And if you do, you're dead to us. Well... That seems like a contradictory question, so... It is, it is. Will you, though? Don't, don't, don't give him the power, Starscribe. Please don't. Drink. Uh, the next question is, uh, oh, God. Rav, what it are you doing? It, uh, all right rav asks would you become a necrophiliac and marry your favorite pony after he or she has died absolutely not that's revolting absolutely that's disgusting revolting. Oh. absolutely <laughs> disgusting um next question is how much pone is too wait, much wait wait wait. i have a follow-up what about zombie ponies that is also revolting, though my question for you is, are they intelligent zombies yes. or dead zombies? They are They are both dead and intelligent. Then it depends on how much formaldehyde is involved. I'd imagine the noises involved <laughs> would be like, I imagine the noises made during that would be like, like slam, fisting a jar of mayonnaise. You took that from me, asshole. Did I? Yes. How often do people ask about this? <laughs> often i really wish i could say that this is a bad question but this is almost normal we're fine it's good <laughs> but also enigma that was my description of what it was like when gynecologist anon put his hand inside granny smith's vagoo remember cheese sandwich yeah moving all right along <laughs> oh my god you two um never 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 how much pony is too much I don't believe a quantity exists that I would call too much pun. Oh, Excellent I think answer. That's a very fair answer. I'm happy that the question's finally lightened up. Uh, the next question and last question from Rav is, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the question? No. Okay. <laughs> the question is, okay, so it requires a little background. There's an OC that exists, and I may have happened to create her at one point in time, and Rav loves her to death, um, called Lila. And the long story short, it's a mentally challenged version of Lila, uh, Lyra. So just that that is the the background knowledge going into this question. She's the kind of mentally handicapped where she's scared of the vacuum and tries to fuck a cactus. I don't think I'm aware of that particular condition. It's, I imagine living with it must be quite challenging. No, I'm, no, I'll get the picture. You, you do what you you ask the question, priest. You go right the, ahead. The question is: Lyler offers you the sex, and you accept. Except when she sees your tendies, she immediately tries to bite them off, 
but you're faster than she is, so you quickly get behind her to give her the sex only to- What the fuck is this? This doesn't sound like a question. I can't help but notice. To yeah. to give her the sex only to find out she has shattered glass in her vagoo. How did you find out she has this problem? And would you still give her the sex? What the fuck, Rab? The answer is no. Just, yes. just to the entire question categorically. Yes. Well, you are correct. That is the correct right answer. Along. Also, Starscribe, there you go. There's there's an image of the Lyler. Oh. I like how you say the Lyler, like it's a creature you can see on the safari. I, I will I will post as well in the chat so that they can witness the Lyler. It astounds me that this character is still alive. Yes. Let's move to questions from the other other guy. Also, hi Balding! Balding's here. The next question, uh, it's a fuck kill Mary scenario. Oh good. And you can choose between Sexy Nurse Redheart, a sexy Manhattan police officer, and sexy deliverer Derby. I'm afraid I'm not familiar with the setup for your scenario here. You'll have to have, explain that. Um, so kill one and marry one. That's they're basically it. standing in a lineup, and you you have you have to kill one, and then you have the sex with one, and then you marry one. So my response to this question is bafflement at why so many people think that uh, sexual relations with these characters are something that a normal person would want to engage in. Because Fine, any of us are normal, we're here. Well, see, that's <laughs> the thing. Uh, because I don't, I don't really have a, any sort of interest in that way with these characters, so it's hard to come up with an answer for this. Ah. And no, maybe that, that maybe that means I'm too normal for the fandom. I don't know, but no, 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 no. There's a lot of people in the fandom that are like that and that um, just don't have a a sexual interest in the horses, and that's fine. That's totally fine. There is nothing wrong with that. I will pat everyone on the head and say no. It's totally fine if ponies aren't for sexual. Ponies aren't for sexual. <laughs> Also, anyway, I can't I, I help but notice off. there seems to be a development of so, like a, a sub -ling like a sub language is going on in this fandom right now, where we may be neglecting certain words. And if we develop this our own dialogue here, that'd be great. Also, I have no idea. Um, I don't want to kill any of these characters, especially since one of them isn't even named. That seems mean. You just <laughs> random random pony. Like you're a cop. You <laughs> Sorry. The sex. Sorry, you have to die now. Uh, but no, I don't <laughs> want to kill any of these people. Although, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. All right, we'll go to the next question from the other. How we nice have, of them. We have a comment from the chat, which I have to point out. Uh, like Tastic says, oh God, how did we get some celibate monk on the podcast? Won't have sex with horses, won't have sex with corpses. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just more entertained at that rhyme. <laughs> Clearly there's been some sort of mix up here then. <laughs> Anyway, that's, that's, I just had to point that out. We can go on. The next question from the other other guy is uh, a little more serious. Um, what motivates you to write? Uh, that, that one's a lot easier to answer than whether I would want to kill Derpy Redheart or a police officer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we'll be putting that like And I think I have to say, because I want certain stories to exist, and they don't. In the perfect world, I wouldn't have to write anything because I'd go to my shelf and say, oh, hey, it's the perfect hard science fiction story about a human in Equestria. I'll just pick it right up and read it. But it doesn't exist. There's a blank spot on my shelf, so someone has to write it. It might as well be me. Damn right. I think that's the right way to do it. Um, Good motivation. 
So then now we have some questions from Alex underscore. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, that is the second time you've started that way. Uh, well, it was Jesus last time, and now I'm terrified. The first question is, how, when, and where do you want to die? Okay, that's not, that's not as yeah, terrifying not bad, as I right? thought. Yeah, come down, come down. Uh, how, I'd say, in a uh, fiery car wreck uh, off, of, off of the freeway, and soon, so I die young. Well, you certainly live life in the fast lane. Uh, I don't know many uh, pronies who live life in the fast lane, but you can exit life from the fast lane. <laughs> okay. Can okay. I just carpool? I'm tickled pink. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, the next question is, if you ever get arrested, what do you think it will be for? Oh, man. Uh, pirating movies and this is the serious answer and perhaps the unserious answer is illegally smuggling ponies into the United States I want to see this pony trade like how would you get them here well I can't reveal my trade secrets in public otherwise I uh, could face legal repercussions and get arrested as per the question you can't just talk about pony trafficking that's a serious crime you know all I can tell you is that they go to the highest bidder, and uh, there's a special place in the deep web for that. Mm. Well, uh, we may have to do some talkie-talkies and uh, open up tour after the podcast so I can... Uh... We want to have a good HIE horse, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we do. It's going to happen. Probably eventually. More details on that later. Uh, next question. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Um, well, uh, maybe this answer is too serious, but I would make myself fantastically rich so I could just write tone all the time and this never have to worry about answer. anything else. That You're right. You are, you are correct. Yes. What's, what's better to do for the rest of your life than the things that you love? And money. Yep, exactly. And to be able to do the ones you love. Anyway, uh, question number four and final question from Alex. Uh, do you have any words of advice for other writers, other people in the fandom, other readers? Um, Random schmucks like? who can't get laid? Yeah. Well, well, no. Advice. That's extremely broad, just advice in general. So I'd say, since I don't know anything about anything, I'll stick with something I maybe know a tiny bit of something about, which is writing. And to that, I would say to an aspiring author or writer, to pick your project and pick something that's not so ambitious that you're going to get overwhelmed by it and give up. Because that's what so many starting authors on fin fiction seem to do. We have thousands of first chapters of these epic narratives told by people who had, don't have any other history of writing, don't have any, other, any stories on their accounts. These people aren't, don't have the experience to tell this epic sweeping narrative. And I don't know if even I do. Um, and maybe they should start with something smaller and build up to that. And I'd say, do that, and you'll probably have a lot more success than just jumping into the deep end with lead weights on your ankles. Definitely. I, I think that's really good advice, actually. Um, mm -hmm. That happens a lot. And now we're going to go to some questions from Tony Montana. Uh, the first question is, have you heard that Fim Fiction is heading towards a site motivation called, or, uh, motive called Genfic? Uh, Genfic is something by 90 uh, that's described to be able to put in any type of fiction. 
general fiction, uh, any type of other fan fiction, whether it be The Walking Dead or, uh, you know, like Steven Universe, pretty much any type of fan fiction. Um, and if you have heard about it, uh, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I've actually been hearing about that since I first joined back in 2014. So I don't know if that will ever happen is my first thing. Uh, but second, but if it does, uh, if 90 is actually considering moving towards that, I say that's fantastic. I remember hearing about like being able to see, like have masks or filters for the site. So you could still see fan fiction the way we all see it. So there's no reason not to do it. And uh, for anyone who's used fan fiction before, which is where I started writing, it sucks dick. So if we could get a site that had the interface of fan fiction for general fiction that was maybe less specific, that would be fantastic. All right. The next question is, are there any stories on this site, I'm guessing, or just stories in general, that you like that most other people do not? Say all right again, I'll punch you in the dick. <laughs> I don't know what that is, so I won't be able to say that. Uh, I'm going to say maybe a more general answer, which is I like the worst possible stories that people have ever written. I like the the bloody writing abortions that go vomiting onto the page that are completely incompetent, have non-existent character development, and are just a train wreck of word salad. Because like those you. kind of stories are yeah. absolutely entertaining. And not only are they a, a fantastic example of what not to do, but they're great encouragement for an author who's discouraged, who thinks they can only write garbage. Uh, look, yes. Read a few of those, go to the like sort by upvotes and go to the back of the list and you'll find some fantastic stuff. My dear, if you have not read it yet, let me recommend to you The Tale of Shadowblade. Is that on Fim Fiction? Yes. It is on Fim Fiction. It has... It is... It is go by on, far one of the please. worst things I've ever read and I recommend you try to read it phonetically. It's a... It's a grand epic of train wrecks. There is the, a line in it where he tries to write a sex scene where he says, and I, and I quote, she was as tight as a jar of pickles. Clearly a person who has a, a lot of experience with sex in their life. Oh, I yes. Know. And pickles. Um, and there are very vicious descriptions of her bobs uh, throughout, throughout, throughout the story. It is wonderful. Or her kook. Or his kook. Uh, I'm done. <laughs> oh, um, oh, oh, oh. Was it like he How did this get approved? I don't know. I don't Meester know. Mr. was probably so drunk bad. one day or something. I love Shadowblade. Anyway. Uh, it was I also will certainly read that. It looks fantastic. It, it's it is the best worst thing. We yeah. need That's what we were just talking about. We need more chapters. Good we morning, need more Morgan. chapters, and we need fan art of Shadowblade. Oh, more. Uh, all right. Uh, the next question from Tony is, are there any genres that you really like to read, Star? Uh, yes, science fiction. Uh, and the harder, the better. And this is not in a sexual way, honest. Uh, I, I just love to see... I, I mean, that's always what I've enjoyed. From, like, H.P. Uh, Lovecraft, even in his own way, is hard science fiction of his time. Or you go back even further and you get to the time machine and all that awesome stuff. So, science fiction all the way. I, the I, I, have, I have feelings for you right now for all of the amazing pieces of fiction you just mentioned. Good job. Oh, boy. Uh, you, you, 
You mentioned her favorite writer, H.P. Warcraft. I will kill you! I will kill you dead! You will wake up one morning, you will be missing all of your internal organs, and I will have replaced it with just large turds that I've sewed to your fucking organ <laughs> access points. You will realize there's the sound of a beating heart, but no, no, it is a bladder I have inflated with actual shit because you deserve it. You deserve it for every time you misname H.P. Lovecraft, you piece of actual garbage. Would you prefer that it was Mary Shelley? I... <laughs> thing is... Okay, I'm okay. I'm done. Now we're off to more and random things. I so... will kill you even more! Don't you mention that bitch! I'm done. We're good. I'm sorry. What Locked story... Tomatoes. What story of yours was the most difficult to write, Star? Ooh. Definitely Harmony Defended. Um, for those who are familiar with my work, uh, that was my inevitable detour that any author who stays on fin fiction too long passes through to telling a war story. War stories are incredibly difficult, and I failed badly in many of the ways that make a successful war story. I'd say that my, uh, my, the arc of many of my characters and the overall plot fell on its face. So that was definitely the hardest. Then, uh, with that aside, uh, we're going to go to questions by Major Dude. Uh, do there's a bunch of stuff that is here that I am not reading. Uh, question one. What alcoholic or non-alcoholic drink do you find best to drink while writing a story? Well, uh, these days I'd say it's, uh, Mio Energy Wicked Blue Citrus. Very specific. Uh, I buy those things by the crate. Oh my gosh. That, that sounds as many stories. That sounds straight dangerous to me. I mean, I know I'm a vicious coffee drinker when I um when I write stories. I'm the the hipster that sits in the back of a Starbucks and actually drinks my white chocolate mocha as I as I write. But um, I used to be a big caf uh energy energy drink fiend. So to no, avoid no, that on. question, I, I, like, I like it better. I used to be a big calf. I'll keep that in mind. Continue. <laughs> um. Since we'll probably get the question in the chat, uh, what are your favorite energy drinks? Like, give us the top five. Well, that's going to be difficult because I, I guess I'll just say Mio Energy. I don't drink energy drinks, really. The, I like this one because I can carry it with me. I never know where I'm going to write. I, I kind of like writing in the as far away from home as possible, as often as possible. So this is something I can carry with me anywhere and always have my energy drink. Uh, most energy drinks are incredibly overpriced and terrible. And they're they taste like dog piss. So, are you sponsored by them? No, I'm not. But it's the only one I know about. Like I I, I hate Red Bull. Bull. I hate Monster. I hate Rockstar. Oh, Red Star was my sh uh, Rockstar was my shit. I haven't had most of the flavors in my defense. So it could be that it, that there's a good one out there somewhere, living in a mythical castle guarded by a dragon that I just haven't found yet. The fruit punch. It tastes exactly like Hawaiian punch. I'm stealing the story idea. Uh, anyway, uh, off of energy drinks, uh, number two, uh, what's the best advice you can give to novice writers if they suffer from writer's block? Ooh. Writer's block. Well, I'm of the school of thought that writer's block is kind of a little bit fictional. And really what it is, is misinterpreting the fact that you're not feeling inspired to write in that, on that day or at that time. Uh, a lot of people, myself included, who write a lot, 
uh, are driven by inspiration. And when we're inspired, we write a ton. And then when we're not, we don't write anything. And so you get these fits and starts of writing where someone writes for a long time and then doesn't. And then, uh, I mean, many stories on film fiction are like this, where it'll update every week or once a day for a week and then not again for two years. And that's terrible. So my advice to someone who's suffering from writer's block is setting a word count goal for yourself uh, every day. It's something that's modest enough that you can achieve. Maybe it's just a few hundred words for if you're a novice writer, maybe it's a few thousand if you are, have been doing this for a while, whatever it is, and doing it no matter what. Sitting there at the keyboard, even if it takes hours, hammering through, writing whatever scene you're writing, even if you feel that you're uninspired, that you're writing garbage, because garbage can be edited, garbage can be fixed. But if all you have is a blank Word document, that's not going anywhere. I think that's that's exactly like my opinion on it too. Um, you just pretty much just got to just do it. Like uh, with my um, God memes, but with uh, my Fluttershy once in your pants story that people like for some stupid reason. It's it's literally just I wanted to write somewhere over. 750 words a day and now it's at like 115 chapters you just gotta push yourself and keep doing it and then you push yourself through and eventually it becomes easier and easier so yep completely agree so uh third question um there's a little like uh th there's a little lead up to it but uh the the short question is what video game would you introduce to pinkie pie DDR. <gasps> I can just oh. imagine that. That is horrifying. Oh, yes, yes. That, I feel like that I feel needs like to be a story. Unfair advantage. Uh, but yeah, it would. I think that would make for a fun story. Hi, tries DDR. Like that's that's a story. That's feature box material. People would eat it, that. It is feature box material. Short one shot. Oh man, perfect. With would a spoon. you? People would dig spoons into it and just keep eating. Would you give Fluttershy like Nintendogs? That is a dangerous proposition. Uh, oh. She'll treat them like they're real animals, even though they're like virtual code. So we had a talk outside of the podcast. For, for those who tune in all the time, um, since we come up with so many ideas on this podcast for different stories and stuff, guests always get first dibs if there's something that brought up. So by all means... If you want Pinkie Pie does DDR, it's all yours, Starscribe. This Just, is yours. Yeah, do it, but, but, but you have to tell us when it's done because I want this. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll promote the hell out of it. And if you don't do it, let us know. <laughs> I'll have to think about it. I don't usually write one shot, so I'll have to consider it. I don't know if I can write something under 20,000 words. I guess we'll see. You can do it. It's easy. All right. The The final question or comment is um, uh, Major Dude hopes that you enjoy being on the podcast and that you have a happy Valentine's Day. That is uh, a very sweet question. On to Dr. Foxwolf. Hooray! I swear, I think Dr. Foxwolf is beginning to compete with Bylon now. I know. Um, I know. I'm ready. I'm ready. Foxwolf must want his own jingle. My body is ready, but my soul is weak. I don't know if I can handle this. That that's every that's every week for us, man. Um, first question is who is more fucked up? The voice in my head that wants me to kill my family, or for me having a voice in my head that wants to kill my family. 
I'd say seek psychological help immediately. Neither of you have, well, one of you doesn't exist and the other one's in, in trouble. So see a doctor. That's my advice. He is a doctor though. He's a doctor Foxwolf. But uh, then see a real doctor. <laughs> okay. Ah, oh, this, uh, this bourbon's really good. Number two, hypothetically, could one make a pun so bad that you reflexively inflict violence upon them? Yes. Absolutely, yes. You say that as if you uh, know this from experience. Yes. I, I have a friend. Let's just leave it at that. Do you have any, uh, do you have any stories you'd like to share? We are a very uh, uh, story-driven podcast. Uh, I I wish I did. They're they're so bad that I I sort of have these PTSD kind of like fugues I go into whenever I hear these puns. So I don't I can't tell you any of them off the top of my head. I've blocked them out for my own sanity. I think that's very fair. And I would I would turn to pencil and be like, have I ever done like a pun that bad? But you've probably also blocked them out the same way. I punched you once when I was in Nebraska. I, remember the I don't remember the pun. I've blocked it out, but I remember I actually reached over and punched you. Hmm. It must have been too corny. You should shut the fuck up about your Nebraska imports and exports, okay? All right. Um, next question, Star. Hey, you said... What did you just say? Next question? For that. All right. Alrighty. I'm punch. I'm punching you in the dick when I see you next. Okay, we're good. Move on. Alrighty. Uh, next question is: What's soaking wet and clueless? Uh, I'd have to say probably apple bloom, but I don't know. <laughs> okay. Don't say John Cena, please. No, I was gonna say your face. Got him. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're not. No, you're not. We'll talk after the podcast. <sighs> I'm in trouble, guys. All right. Would you a thing pony? I will no. go get a picture. Oh, you know what? Actually, wait. I, I don't know what it is. So maybe thing it's... Thing pony. I'll go get it for you. Have All you right. seen uh, John Carpenter's The Thing? Yes. Basically, it's, it's, it's a uh, ponyization of The Thing. I got you. I got you. Hold on. Hold on. It's right here. Here you go. She's getting the image. She has it specifically for guests. My favorite one. It's loading. Oh, God. There it is. That's that's horrifying. Um, I'd say we need to find a dark hole that's deep and that no one will ever find and put a rock on top of it once we push that thing inside. But we have to, I thought we have to set the thing on fire, though. Well, that's not really the Lovecraftian way. See, the, the, these monsters are too too big and powerful to fight on your own, so it's your best hope to get, just get away. I, think I don't want to try to fight it. I, I think if you'd left it alone and just, like, let it be a dog like it wanted in the first place, I think it would have been fine. If we're following the Lovecraft route, wouldn't you be writing about this creature before killing yourself? Yeah, that's probably. That's probably how the story ends. Oh, boy. Uh, the next question is, is it gay to suck your own dick? I'd say that if you're capable of doing that, you should seek out a career in gymnastics. Or porn. Or both. both. Gymnastic porn. I would watch it. Oh, God. And she makes the landing. She sticks <laughs> the landing. There you she's go. chalking up her hands. Landing. Actually, there is a video of that. Oh. Please don't put that into the chat. 
Yeah, no, it, I don't think we need that. It's it's not like that. It, it's all like it's all computer edited, so it looks like everything happens okay. Trust me. Ah. Uh, uh, the next question is: Could a being created with a purpose really have free will? That sounds like a first-year philosophy student type question, and the answer is I don't know. You know, uh, I, I, I think Socrates would have been proud to hear you say that. You mean Socrates? Oh my God! I'm right. sure he. I'm sure he would. Uh, maybe more seriously, how can you be certain you have free will, Doctor Foxwolf? Answer me that, and then I'll answer your question. All we are is dust in the wind. Stop! Stop. Can I hear the voices say? Hand, uh, uh, high fives for the first person in the chat that guessed what movie I saw recently. Um, next question. What is your favorite kind of shiny rock? My favorite kind of shiny rock is definitely the Peridot, because she's best gem. Uh, yes! yes! You are awesome! Small yep. rock is best rock. That is certainly I'm, true. I'm Especially when augmented with a tablet strapped to her arm. I, uh, all I know is that I respect any being who, upon finding out they have like metal and magnetic powers, their first instinct is to go win a fucking rigged carnival game. Respect. <laughs> All my respect. Welcome to the Steven Universe podcast. <laughs> is she still question. wearing the alien boxers? I hope so. She loves them. They understand her. The next question is, what's your favorite kind of non-shining rock? Uh, my answer is boring to that one. The answer is bauxite, because our entire modern world is made with it. And if we didn't have it, we'd be... It would suck. So what is a bauxite? Bauxite is the ore we use to refine aluminum. So oh. everything modern in your possession was probably made partially for out of what was refined from bauxite. Hayden's shoes made of trash. Anyway. The final question from Dr. Foxwolf is Does Bruno Mars is gay? I don't know Bruno Mars uh personally. So I don't know if he does is gay? I, I can't tell you the answer to that. Also, uh, maybe a style guide. <laughs> Sorry. Now we're going to RK Striker JK5, who asks, how'd you come up with the Ponies After People universe? Ah, uh, that's kind of a boring answer, but I guess I'll give it anyway. So uh, the story behind this uh, particular fic and the universe it spawned which was completely unexpected because I'm sure as many authors here have done, or any, if there are any of you listening, it seems like the things you really love, no one cares about. And the ideas that you just come up with on a whim that are garbage in your mind, or maybe not garbage, but just like, like a, just a passing fancy, uh, get uh, people obsess over and it turns into a whole deal. And that's what Ponies After People was. The story behind it is I was reading a book called uh, Earth Without Us, I think. Let me check. Yeah. Um, which it, the world without us is what it's called, and it's just this—it's—it's it's nonfiction about what would happen to the world if every person disappeared. It's sort of like a more scientific, more scholarly take on uh, life after people, where it just—it's a lot of material science type questions. How long will a house last, and what, how long does plastic take to decay? All those sorts of things. And then I just thought, wait a minute, 
wouldn't that be super cool if you made that a Ponies on Earth story? And I was sitting in a hot tub at the time and maybe a little bit delirious. So uh, I wrote the first chapter and that's where it came from. You wrote the first chapter in a hot tub? That's correct. I actually wrote most of the story in that, of the first story in the series in that hot tub. I was home for the summer from school and I had a really cheap laptop that I would take with me into the hot tub to read and write poem. I just thought you watched Planet of the Apes one too many times. No, I've actually never seen Planet of the Apes, believe it or not. You um, maniacs. I've also never seen Life After People. I've only seen a couple of clips of it. Um, it's It always seemed super like dramatized and boring. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's the story. Then let's move on to Bombergine, uh, who I haven't seen before, so I'm assuming it's one of your closer followers. Uh, next question is, why Lonely Day is so cute? The answer is because I have a fantastic artist named Zucha who's done all the art for all my stories, and he likes to make things that are adorable, and maybe he can't help himself. So that is the answer to that. Then the next question after that, it has spoiler tags, so I guess this is a, a warning for the story. It um, is, I, I think. I think I looked at this one. How many badass level Lonely Day would have when she became an alicorn? Uh, next question, uh, the, there's parenthesis, Borderlands 2, in case you don't get the reference. Well... Unfortunately, I don't get the reference. I have played Borderlands, but I don't remember that particular thing. So I'll just say uh, one, because you only need one. And there can only be one. Yes. Uh, now we have questions from EvilCheese271, who I've also never seen before. Uh, they ask, are you, in fact, adorable little cat face? I'd say that the answer to that depends on how drunk Evil Cheese is at the time it's asked, but generally, no. Let's see. And then it looks like there's a little ending tag to their post that says, the most vile dairy product to ever grace anywhere, really. Well, chaos so, undivided. Now we're going to Lisey Claire. Hey, Lise. Um, Who asks, what inspired you to write uh, ponies after people, which we kind of covered. Yeah, I, I answered that one. Uh, second question is, how do you manage that writing speed? Well, uh, for those who, I guess, haven't seen my profile before, I have written quite a lot. I guess the answer is 2,000 words a day, every day, rain or shine, at least. And if you write 2,000 words a day, after a year, you'll have quite a bit of poem. And after two years, you'll have over a million words of poem. So that's how you do it, Dang. Uh, is, is consistency is the thing. It's not actually that much in any individual day. It's just doing it every single day. I haven't gone down to look to see if uh, uh, this question's asked anywhere, but do you have any particular goals with uh, your writing? Uh, do you mean as far as in the fandom or in general? Both. Okay. Well, in the fandom, I mean, I, I, I guess there are some stories that I'd like to tell competently, and that's as far as my goals go. We don't really have professional-type stuff in the fandom, although I guess many authors do have Patreon-type stuff. 
but I just like to keep entertaining people with my stories as far as in the fandom goes. Outside it, uh, I actually do, I am pursuing writing maybe semi-professionally. Right now I'm working for a company. Um, I don't know if they want me to divulge my, uh, the, their name, so I won't do that. But I've been writing for a product for quite a long time. I guess I've gone semi-professional now. Um, and the product's going to be published uh, next month, so I'm looking forward to that quite a bit. And I've also been uh, writing quite a bit. I think I'd be very surprised if I'm not published within the next few years. Well, good. I'm happy that uh, you're taking all this pony work and trying to push forward and try to you know, do more with it than just uh, letting it sit and stay here. It's yeah, I actually, there, there actually is kind of a, a maybe a, a funny story to that. Uh, oh, please, maybe go the, on. The, well, the ballsiest thing I've ever done was when applying for, well, at least in relation to MLP, was when applying for that position, I am a computer programmer and, and software developer type student, and I've been, that's the only jobs I've ever had have been in software development. So mm -hmm. when the job came up to write for this company, uh, they said, hey, what's your portfolio? What writing have you done? What's your experience? And my entire application was just all pony stuff. No way. Just like, <laughs> just like hey, you know, I'm in, the, I'm in the top 200 authors on this pony site, and I've written well over a million words there. And look, here's this community of people who follow me, and that's it. And that was my entire application. And How I got did the they job. Take that? Uh, well, they actually never mentioned it once. I feel like it may have been a super awkward in their office or I don't know what, uh, but it just so happened that I had a lot of other interests line up with them as far as creatively. So it was a, it was a very, it was a natural match for me to be working there, but all the same, they never ever reacted to it. So that I, I can only imagine what they thought. I imagine the scenario would be like, you have guts for showing me your, your power level. We yeah. need guts. This guy's got balls. So the, I don't know what it was, but yeah, that's the story. Um, I'm going to actually need to step away for just a second. Uh, Pencil, can you continue with questions? If I must. Where, uh, where are we right now? I'm, I'm trying to find it on the page. Help me out, guys. Hello? went out apparently just at the right time um where are we at on the page please yeah i thought we were at least yeah. as well about halfway least, yeah Obviously, i think the question is what is the weirdest thing you've read what is the what is the weirdest thing you've read uh yes. this thread right here this thread of <laughs> questions is the weirdest thing i've read fair fair oh there you go all right, now we have Cinnamon Swirl the Bearded, and they ask, I've noticed that many of your stories, despite being My Little Pony fan fiction, are really more about the humans than the ponies themselves. Do you have any plans to write a story that's more about the ponies than the humans? Well, this is an interesting question, because on the face of it, I've written 14 stories, and, or maybe 15, and four of them are about humans. So 11 out of 15 is pretty good pony ratio. But more seriously, I think they're getting to the fact that I don't write a lot of stories that do not include humans in some important way. 
uh, every single story that I have, if it doesn't have human characters in it, there are things that humans have done that are central to the plot. So as far as do I intend to maybe move away from that direction, probably not. Uh, I enjoy writing for... Uh, I, I think that m maybe this is where I start getting into pompous art student territory. Mm. But I think that the, the purpose of any story, any fiction, no matter what it is, is fundamentally connected to... It, it's enjoyable to us to read because it says something about the human condition. And many, many people on the site can write stories that, that tell us something about the human condition that are just pony characters. May, there are many talented authors on here who can do that, and I just don't know if I'm one of them. I feel like I should stick to what I know how to do rather than trying to be an author that I'm not. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say uh, that is a terrible idea, because what you basically just said to me now is you don't want to challenge yourself because... You don't know something. No, don't know something firsthand. So I would challenge no. that. I'd, I'd say do it. I'd, I'd say try something that is outside your wheelhouse because that's how you learn. You can you may find out you're good at it. You may find out you're terrible at it, but at least you've done it. Well, there I do actually have plans for a single story that that is entirely pony based that doesn't have any references at all to human characters or anything like that. So I, I mean, I guess I, I do intend to experiment with it. I just don't. I just never see myself as the sort of author who writes the uh, the feature bait one shots of adorable things pones do. Which is I fair. don't think I'll ever be that kind of author. But here's the thing: you do that once, you'll probably get featured because that's how it goes, as you mentioned. Like well, as, as you said it, the things you give less than two shits about are the ones that are going to do the best. Well, uh. I've never written with the intention of being featured, but all my new stories end up in that box for a while. So I'm not going to chase the box. Hey, don't don't chase the box. No, nobody chase the box. Guys, don't chase the box. But it will probably get there if you really hate a story you're writing. I'm just going to say that right now. I feel like the box is a euphemism for something. <laughs> well, it is now in my head anyway. It uh, is. It's the inevitability of death. <laughs> oh, oh sweetheart you don't know how true that is anyway <laughs> let us move on to the next oh guys hey guys you know, you know what time it is nope look at the name oh what the oh i thought that was bendy it's time for questions with Cylon. oh you all right this is the one being I know, I know. Here we go. Take a deep breath. Uh, as I've explained, did I, I told you previously, our guest, um, that there is one person who writes really inappropriate questions that are bound to make you uncomfortable and squirmy and grossed out. It is now time for that. Do you, do you find yourself prepared? Have you, have, you, uh, have you found consolation in the fact that your soul is pure and ready to be judged? I have just signified my will, and I'm ready to pass on from this life. So I think I think as, I'm as ready as I'm going to be. That is, that is correct. That is correct. Confront whatever gods you worship before stepping into this unholy place. Here we go. Priest back just in time to hear questions of Violon. It begins. <clears throat> are you gay and like long big cocks, or are you super gay and like long big cocks? 
Unfortunately, Vylon, I am not gay, so I don't like cocks of any length. Sorry. Except I, I do enjoy chicken at various chicken restaurants around the United States, and some of them were male, so... Well, but what about your own? Can you enjoy your own cock? That is a terrifying question. Don't like cocks? What are you, gay? <laughs> ah, here we go. All right. Fair enough. I can say all right, because I'm not priest. How would you feel if you wrote over a hundred masterpieces, but they get dwarfed in recognition by an author who wrote a wish fulfillment self-insert story? I don't think I could write a hundred masterpieces, but if I did, um, I don't think I'd care that some other story somewhere in the universe got more popular than mine. Um, I, I have aspirations to be a writer one day, and the fact that people read Twilight will probably have read Twilight more than anything I ever write doesn't terrify me. As long as some people enjoyed it, that's what really matters. That's the right way to think about it. It doesn't matter how well your own stuff do, as long as there's uh, a few people that uh, enjoy what you do create. Yeah, what can I say? People don't think it'd be like it is, but it do. Uh, oh, gosh, what's that get got quote? I'm going to get mine more than I get got, though. Anyway, it is your, you, you can pick back up on the questions now, Priest. Okay, uh, the next question is, will you slap Princess Celestia's butt? Anyone who does that obviously has a death wish. If this is a pony that can move the sun, this isn't someone that you're going to do that to. So no, I would not. What if she asked you to? Then we get back to my answer about pones from previously, where I said no. Oh. I feel wow. like if you were to slap her there, though, you'd probably get like some sort of cancer in your hand. That's true. I enjoy using both of my hands for various purposes, and I don't want cancer in any of them. So moving away from cancer, um, Princess Luna is sad because her butt is inferior to her sister's butt. What will you tell her to make her feel better? I'd say this question is based on a fundamental fallacy, which is that Luna's butt is inferior. And I'd say Luna is superior in every way. So that's what yes. I would tell her. I love yes, the way you're with you. dancing around these questions. I this is a a superior conversational skill. This is fantastic. <laughs> um, next question. You are anonymous, and let's not get into whether or not is bad or not. But um, you are having some alone time in your bedroom when Princess Twilight Sparkle teleports into your room suddenly. You totally didn't shriek like a little girl and frantically hide your shame. <laughs> anonymous she says the world is ending we need to come inside my magical pony pussy to save the world princess twilight declares <laughs> will you accept her offer and or will you kick her out of your bedroom and continue your quickie with your girlfriend miss hand wow that is an artful masterpiece of Vylon. My question is to Vylon, what do you do with yourself? Every, what, how do you live with yourself after writing questions like this? <laughs> how can you... You how haven't can, seen the comments she leaves on stories. They're even better slash worse. Oh, boy. Seriously, seriously. More though. seriously, Twilight Sparkle has a long history of blowing threats to the world out of proportion. So she's probably wrong in this instance. 
as she is in many others. To save the world. Would you but she just said it was to save the world. But, it, but I'm asking you to save the world. Would you oppose Well, I suppose I'm an ethical utilitarian, so there are many unsavory things ethical utilitarians have to do when lives are on the line. All right, the next question. Um, even after being converted into a pony and uploaded to Equestria, you retain your humanity in your genitals. What? Xeno <laughs> Lestia. Now, uh, it continues. Now, Xeno Lestia and Celestial, or Celeste AI, sorry, are fighting over your hot monkey dick. Will you come inside Xeno Lestia's bitch cunt or Celeste AI's biogenetic pussy? That's terrifying. What is wrong? <laughs> Bylon is really like, she's doing a very good bendy. I know, she's, she's doing really a great good. bendy. She's doing like a really distressing version of bendy, and I love it. I'd say that knowing the rules of the universe, Celeste AI must satisfy my values. So the first value I want satisfied is getting out of this question. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to do a sidebar here for a second. So, um, I've I've had a really shitty time the last few weeks about my roommates all of a sudden randomly deciding to do band practice right in the middle of this podcast. So I'm sorry for that. But um, no, no, no. I'm out in the street right now, and there are people walking on the sidewalk just staring at me as I <laughs> say these questions. <laughs> Could you read the last question again in a loud voice, please? Yes. Do it, Freeze. <laughs> I'm, nope. I'm, ima I'm imagining that no. scene from Spider-Man 3 where he's, like, doing that emo walk outside the street, but instead of doing the dance, he's, like, saying all this out loud. Freeze. No, it's just that I'm entertained that people are just staring at me. Like, I have people that are... All right, so the next question. Um... <laughs> no, I meant the free... No, he said do the free question louder. The next question <laughs> is arguably is bad. Oh, okay. Uh, let me... Oh, yeah, you're right. Go for it. You are a brony. And you want to come inside Rainbow Dash, but she's a fooda and wants to step. Oh God! Now there's a neighbor. Um, <laughs> will you let Fuda Rainbow Dash come inside you, or will you fight for the right to come? And... The answer to this question is that I book the nearest flight out of Japan and I leave. <laughs> I love how you assumed it would be in Japan, and you're right. I just love how you assumed that. Priest, I'm imagining your neighbor just poke his head out the window and yell at you, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh god, it just gets worse. <laughs> the next how, one. How? I, it's my turn to ask a question. How? How can it be worse? Oh, it's time. Oh no, it's, it, it is time oh. for Vylon incarnate. It is Vylon question time. <laughs> Here we go. You, Do it. You want a a princess to pee in your mouth. And this desire reaches the attention of the princesses. Surprisingly, you are not locked into asylum. The princesses even decide to hold a meeting to make plans about fulfilling poor little Anon's dreams. More importantly, Princess Flurryheart volunteers. What the actual fuck? No. How? Keep going. Keep going. There's more. <laughs> okay. He, he became I think a robot. I just escaped. Oh, nope. I will finish the question. He's been arrested. Even more surprisingly, the other princesses approve. 
Will you let Henry Hart pee in your mouth, or will you throw a hissy fit because you wanted Princess Celestia to in your mouth? I'll throw a hissy fit because it means I get to escape having this happen at all. <laughs> You're just like, no, 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 the whole time until they eventually stop. Uh, they can put me in the asylum. That's where I clearly need to be based on the framing of this question. <laughs> and this is how a Lovecraftian story starts. Um, next question. Never forgetty, mom's spaghetti, Princess Cadenzi. <laughs> is Princess Cadence the best princess? Uh, <laughs> is ignoring mom's spaghetti for a moment? Uh, no, she's certainly not. And it's no fault of her own, but she's written like garbage. Thank so you, she is garbage. She is. She's garbage. Like, I have nothing against uh, Princess Cadence, but I have everything against the way she's been used creatively in the show which is similar to the way a lot of fans use Pinkie Pie in their fan fiction in a poorly thought out garbage way. So no, she's not best princess. Man, priest is priest didn't want to hear it. He just up and out. I imagine he's been pulled into a patrol car now based on what he previously <laughs> was talking about and is on his way downtown. No, you guys don't understand. I have to read. I have to finish reading these. Oh my god. Um, so the next question is uh, from Violon. The last question from Violon is very simple. Will you pay respects to our lord and senpai Bendy? Yes, I will plus press R to pay respects. <laughs> you can stay. Uh, so uh, our next questions are from Midnight Chaos, and we're not going to read the big thing Midnight Chaos. That would take too long, especially the way it's written. Just, we just can't. We can't, buddy. We can't. It's incomprehensible garbage. Sorry. Pretty much. Which one? How that could? Be? Oh God, why? But sorry, <laughs> not sorry. Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, which means we have questions. Would you be? Would you? Wow. Okay. Oh well, wow! I I just realized that's. You know what? I'm sorry. I can't read your amazing work of art it, it appears i didn't even recognize it through the incompetence it appears to be a, a, a some sort of spoof or knock or uh mockery of one of my stories i applaud you for the for the diligence there uh, in that case are, are I still, you happy I, I still can't read it but uh mainly because i can't read it it's incomprehensible i can i can read it you just got to tip back your head and open your mouth and forget that there are vowels besides a i'm not drunk enough to read this I probably am, but not right now. Um, let's move on. All right, questions. First question is, would you pony a pony if a pony? Uh, yes, I guess. I suppose so. That sounds safe. I think these questions are literally killing our members right now. Wait, if they were doing that, why was I not the first one to die? Because you showed up late. Yay. <laughs> Since they're all dead, I'll go ahead and finish off the next set of questions here until one of them becomes no, a living thing again. No, no, oh, no. Oh, you're alive. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. My, Good. My mic just did something. Mm, uh, so, how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? One. <laughs> one wood! Yep. One wood. You heard just it here one. first, ladies and gentlemen. A woodchuck would chuck one wood. Welcome so, to Technical Issues, the podcast. Would you kill a man for a Klondike bar? The answer is yes. Certainly yes. Especially if it's one of those ice cream ones, then yes. Ooh. 
What if it's the uh, uh, Reese's Pieces kind? I'm allergic to peanut butter, so he can live in that case. No, the best food. The next question is, if you were the liar... Are you taking over, Priest? I'll try for as long as I can. Um, I was politely asked to move back inside because there were children. If you were the last person... Let's stop for a moment. Are you okay, Priest? I'm as fine as I'm gonna... I'm drunk. Are are you on a list now? No, I'm not on a list. They said that they wouldn't... I'm probably gonna be fine. Oh my god, I hope I hope so. Oh my goodness. <sighs> what was that man saying? What was that man saying outside our window, mommy? I'll I'll talk about this more when we aren't online. Uh, oh, the Jesus. next question is if you were the last person on earth, what would be your chosen fuck toy? I'm gonna go back to my answer about driving off the highway and dying in a fiery car wreck. Perfect. Wait, if I'm hey, the last gonna, person gonna, gonna... Last person on Earth, there, there's also, like, you know, sex toys. You don't have to just fuck ponies. It's fine. Well, I get that. But on the other hand, if I'm the last po- person on Earth, life sucks. So I'm out. You're the last person on Earth. The world is your fuck toy. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, if, if, if Flutter Priest could go back outside and uh, read that very loudly. <laughs> <laughs> Now we're on to now we're on to the million dollar questions. Uh, question number one: If you were paid a million dollars, would you fuck a cactus? No. Uh, next question: If you were paid that's, a million that's dollars, more than a million dollars of corrective surgery, right there. The next is: If you were paid a million dollars, would you let yourself be fucked by a cactus? Same question, same answer. Corrective surgery, just a different part of the body. Still no. Actually, I would say fucking a cactus isn't that bad. If you bore a hole in the side and you're really careful, you shouldn't get any barbs anywhere. That's all. What? What the fuck is this next question? I'm not taking that experience. I'm not taking <laughs> risks like that. Speaking Don't answer of... that. Don't ask that question. Okay, no. And we're moving on. Um, next question. Okay, that one's not as bad. Uh, if you were paid a million dollars, would you fake a Make-A-Wish Foundation visit? Fake a visit? What does that even mean? Uh, I guess... Foundation, like, you can have a celebrity visit. Like, you say, like, hey... Britney Spears is going to come visit you. And then you should be like, no, Britney's not here. And you leave. Oh, I read that as like, um, I am Markiplier. Like, this is me. This is who I am. And like, no, these kids are terminal. I'm not going to screw a kid. That's not happening. (laughs) Poor work choice. (laughs) Oh, that's true. Given what just happened on this, on this podcast, maybe I should have said that in a different way. Yes. (laughs) The answer is no, either. It's true. No matter how you choose to take it though. All right, uh, Pencil, go back to answering questions while I try to readjust sound levels to make this work. Okay. Well, the next, if you were paid a million dollars, would you do Sandy Brook No Consequences? I'm pretty sure that they were trying to ask, would you do Sandy Hook? But let's not answer that question, shall we? Okay, uh, who's Sandy Brook? Uh, I choose to interpret Sandy Brook as an of-age consenting adult, and the answer is yes. Yay! There we go. Good job. Oh! Wow. Okay, here we go. <laughs> no! Here, Stop here asking these questions! No, no. What is wrong with you people? Would, would you rather fuck Flutter Priest with my voice or fuck Flutter Priest with Celestia's voice? There are many problems to this question. Is the, is, <laughs> so my, my response is, is the million dollars still on the table? Yes. 
And the answer is, I have no idea. That's terrifying. There's, there's, a, there's a worse question next. Let's do the oh, Celestia's God, voice why? one just to make it worse. Would you fuck me if I had the Rock Johnson's voice? That's on there? Yes! Would you fuck Pencil with the Rock Johnson's voice? It's still Pencil. I have no idea. What is what is this question? I don't know. I have a pretty good lay, just putting that out there. Okay, it, then yes. Then yes. I'll yeah. just I'll just plug my ears it, and think of England. <laughs> Starscribe, it would be like doing it with Dr. Girlfriend. Pretty much. Pretty much. I Well better I, than the Rock Johnson with pencils voice. So he, he just come in there and he's like, Hey baby, and you're like, fuck. <laughs> I have the wrong room. I'm out. <laughs> Over, he's like, you want to pump some iron with me? Be what great. the fuck is pump? Oh, pumping iron. I thought you said like popping iron. I'm like, yes, what is that? Iron. What is that a nickname for? Um, are you a boobs or a butt guy? That's on there. Yeah, boobs or a butt guy. Uh, boobs, I guess. There you go. Um, no. No, I'm not going to ask that question. You, you can ask that question, Priest. You can ask that question. What question? The next question. Uh, Sinon or Asana? I don't know who it's that is. Sinon, you uncultured swine. I'm guessing this is some anime I haven't seen. Well, apparently Enigma's seen it. Uh, is it... Oh, is it not hacked? No, I know what it is. It's, it's sort of online. Yeah, that's why I'm oh, not answering that question. Oh, God. Asana, uh, Asana sounds female, so I'm going to go with that. Yes. They're both female. Oh. That's the correct answer. Anyway, um, on a scale of Doink to Walliker, how Borf is Jontron? Uh, as someone who doesn't watch Jontron, I'm going to say 52 Wallikers. That's a whole lot of Wallikers. I like you. I like you. You've, then you've let's go chosen. to Raichu. Wait, wait, hold on. Can, can we at least, like, congratulate our guest for getting through that? I'm so proud of you. Seriously. Like, congratulations, Shinji. But, um, yeah, no, congratulations. <laughs> this is the first person to actually get through all violence questions without stuttering. But we still have to check his sanity. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to be having some nightmares after those questions. Well, you can do what uh, most of our other guests have done and just internalize it. Well, at least I won't go to jail. True. I, I'm already in jail. Why do you think my internet connection is so good? Anyway, moving on to Raichu, we'll talk after the podcast. Um, first question is, what was your first alcoholic drink? Here's where I get boring. I don't drink. You have so never had a drink? Ever? I have never had a drink ever. Hmm. That's totally I'm... fine. To each their own. I have uh, some bad experiences with people I'm related to in drinking, so oh, that's yeah. as far as I want to go. That's fine, and you have every reason to feel that way then. Don't even fret. I'm a great designated driver, though. For my friends back in L.A., man, when they're bar hopping, they can always count on me to not crash. So, <laughs> so um, next question is, what is your favorite color? Asked in that voice, I would say the uh, red-brown of a Raichu. Ah, uh, I like that. Uh, what is your favorite Pokemon? Mew, definitely. You said Mew. I thought you said you. And I was like, wow, that's no. strange. <laughs> no, no, Mew, 151. 
all the way. Then, uh, what was your first Pokemon game and or card? Uh, my I don't know what my first card was. My first game was Silver way back in the day. Good game. Yes, it definitely was. Got me into the series. It was great. And now we have questions from Snuppy. Uh, question number one is, what's the deal with you and Friendship is Optimal? Well, at least this wasn't the question that thought I wrote Friendship is Optimal. Um, and the answer is, it's a great series. And as someone who's in computer science myself, I thought that there were a couple aspects of it that hadn't been explored yet that I wanted to. So I did. Next question is, what sci-fi book inspired you to write my Oh, sci-fi book. Okay, well, I'm going to prepare for the hate. Perhaps undeserving from say for saying this. What inspired me to write My Little Apprentice was actually reading Conversion Bureau stories. Um, oh. In particular, the most misanthropic brand that there are. I felt that in reading those stories, and don't get me wrong, I greatly enjoy uh, all of, I, I greatly enjoy those stories. But I felt that they didn't really paint an accurate picture of what the world looked like, especially in regards to the way human behavior uh, in relation to the unknown. And so I wanted to tell a similar story of desolation on Earth where the reasons were a bit more justified and had a bit more ponies involved. So that's, that's, that's where that came from. We will be filling pitchforks in the lobby. Yeah, uh, for those of you who want to get mad that I enjoy Chatoyan stories, I'm sorry. Um, but uh, you can read stuff you don't agree with it and still like it, guys. Come on. That's very true. Definitely true. The uh, next question is, how is your writing so damn good? Uh, well, first, uh, I have to say this question is based on a fundamentally fraud flawed premise that my writing is good. <laughs> um... But the only thing I could say to that is practice. Um, anyone who writes well is probably put in many, many, many hours into the process in improving themselves and reading and taking to heart criticism that they receive on their stories and using that to become a better writer. So if my writing is any type of good, that's why, just because I've done a lot of it. Number four. Why do so many authors eventually turn their series of stories into war fix? <laughs> I have no idea. I wish I hadn't. It was a mistake. I didn't repeat it. Number five. The EQG movies have romance in them. Do you think that will be true for the MLP movie as well? I don't know why I would be particularly qualified to answer this question. I, given that they're not going to star human characters and that they're going to be for children, I suspect if there's any romance, it will be extremely minimal, and I would lean on the side of no, just based on marketing. But I don't know why I would know the answer to that question. I just want to see Mr. and Mrs. Cake hug. That might happen, but I, would, I don't know if I'd count that as romance. That's, <laughs> hey, you know what? Just because they're married doesn't mean the romance is dead, Okay. Jeez. You know, for all we know, Mr. Cake is a mail-order groom. Mr. Mr. Cake is getting some pastrami on the side. That's all I'm going to say. Wow. <laughs> I, think we, I think you've officially adapted to our podcast mentality now. 
and I'm proud of you. Adapt or die, that's what they say. It's true, it's true, and he will kill you. But not really, it's fine. <laughs> Moving on. Alrighty. Number six, it's Roleplay Tuesday, and your partner goes, let's do Sunburst X Starlight. What is your reply? My reply is, I wish I could still roleplay, but I have stories to write. So sorry. Oh, so, wait, you got, you got a, you got a significant other who wants to have the sex with you. Oh, and like, nah, oh, oh, I, uh, I see. Okay. <laughs> what were, what were you thinking? Dungeons and Dragons or something? Roleplay, like, what did you think? That, that's what I thought. I, I did think Dungeons and Dragons or something similar. No, sexual Roll roleplay. That is what's being talked about here. It's always Roll about for sex. Oh, well. <laughs> You're too innocent for your own good. <laughs> what does a well, character sheet look like for Starburst? Well, in that case, uh, I'd say yes, but I'm a, if, if, I'm, if I'm Starburst, I'm probably going to get blue-balled. So, uh... so, wait, well, I have, to say, I just have to tell you, from my point of view, this is where I was sitting here just kind of doing that. You're like, well, that sounds nice, and I wish I could role-play, but I got writing to do. So, like, I just imagine, like, your girlfriend coming in, like, winding her arms around your neck and leaning up and the your being like, hey, want to do Sunburst? And you're like, <laughs> nah, I gotta write. Well, in all seriousness, uh, she would have to know that I have to get my 2,000 worth a day. But <laughs> I, I could do them after, so it's all good. That's better. Okay, that's better. Why not during? I love that you just assumed it was D and D. Oh my god! Uh, that's the only role playing that I have any experience with. I'm sorry. Oh, it could have been okay. a World of Darkness or Pony Finder, but I actually have more experience with World of Darkness than I do with D and D. D and D is kind of clunky, but that's not the question. Oh, mage! As much as I thought it was. Oh, okay. Let's let's move aside. Vampire the Masquerade. Moving on. Uh, how do you prefer your pony genitals? Anatomically correct or humanized? I have or no idea. <laughs> I prefer those to be not mentioned. You prefer Kendall. Well, it, I don't imagine that because these, these creatures are mammals, right? So they have their business. I just don't want to get up in their business. I mean, like, aesthetically. If, if, if you're going to see jumbles on a pony... <laughs> Aesthetically? Pencil needs to know. I need to know about your aesthetics, man. <laughs> well, aesthetically, I find it much easier to appreciate the human form than animals. So that's my answer to that. There you go. Wow, the left one is bigger than the right one. All right, number eight. They hey, have that some happens to for that. some girls when they're growing up, okay? Moving on. Number eight, if you were a pony, what would you rather have? A horn, a pair of wings, or a bigger schlong? Is that what earth ponies have? Yes. Is that, is that, is that what this question is implying here? Yes. No, I, I still say a horn. Sorry. Magic's awesome. That's fair. Mage the Awakening. Best game. That's what I'm doing. I like how, Starscrap, I like how you're... I like how you're, like, ignoring all these sexual things. Like, no, I gotta get some writing done. No, I need some magic. <laughs> well, but it's not mutually exclusive, right? You don't have to have a gigantic dick. It's the motion of the ocean. I'm just like most people don't. It's it's not so, it's not a requirement. Whatever you need to tell yourself. I like you. Stay. <laughs> <say. laughs> Look, it's not how big it is. Okay, it's how you use it. 
Moving on to Cyber Phase on uh, this GOTDM. This is why when somebody says roleplay, you think of D&D. Got it. <laughs> I, I imagine his future wife or current wife or whatever, his like version of seducting him is like, he's going to be like, he walks into the room and he goes, oh, you've got a big paragraph there. <laughs> you rolled a natural 20. I don't see a single adverb anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> This is great. We've oh. lost our, we've lost all sense of the sanity and decorum at this point. It's great. Let's keep going. Number one, did you get the idea for Friendship is Optimal series from? Oh, um, here's the question that's not right. <laughs> from Sword Art Online one or two and two or Log Horizon or from something else? Can you explain how did you get the idea for Friendship is Optimal? Uh, I I can explain. Fear not. Uh, cyber something. Whatever your name on. is, it's very long. Cyber phase on. Uh, so the answer is, I got the idea for Friendship is Optimal from a great <laughs> author called Iceman, who uh, <laughs> wrote it. <laughs> but more seriously, I did do some different things with the series. I guess I could answer it that way, which is to say that I work in computer research. So there are some things uh, that I thought maybe the first story didn't do accurately as far as AI behavior. And even if the story has its own preconceptions, I felt like maybe the human characters should act as, because a lot of them in the story have knowledge about computer science, I felt like they should react accordingly to the fact that the AI is breaking the rules. And so I wanted that. Also, none of it referenced augmented reality in VR, which is becoming super, well, I mean, I guess there were the experience centers in the story, but none of them really referenced it in the way that it's being used now which is sort of integrating with us in our homes and our daily life and having VR-ready computers everywhere. So I wanted to do that. Then let's go to number two. What would you do if you're trapped in a VR equestrian? I would use my elite hack skills to escape. Elite hack or elite hack store? Like how, how far back in the 90s do we uh, need to go right We need now? an L and two threes. And then an H and another, I don't know what number, maybe a four, and then just a bunch of numbers. It's incomprehensible. So we're literally 1999 on the dot right now. Yeah, this is, the Matrix just came out. Like, I, I'm, I'm ready to take the blue pill. All right. We, we've grown up enough to know that we aren't going to hack the planet. <laughs> I can hack any car anywhere. Can, can, but can you hack through time? No. I do have my limits. <laughs> We're hacking too much time. So to speed things up, let's go to uh, number three. What would you do for a Klondike bar or some kind of ice cream? I would you know murder a man in a desert. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Assuming it's the ice cream type of Klondike bar, which I believe we established is the only kind. Yes. Correct. Well, now, for regular ice cream, I would not do that. I would walk to a grocery store or drive to one and buy ice cream. That's what I would do. Number four is what is possible, uh, is it possible to create an advanced AI for personal use with the technology we have as of now? Uh, it depends on your definition of advanced. Some people would say series advanced. Uh, but there was a Kickstarter or the Japanese equivalent of Kickstarter, which was sort of an advanced VR, only it was a uh, possibly underage waifu type character. Um, and it was $17,000. So go to Japan and sponsor that for 17 grand, and you can have your own uh, jailbait waifu AI assistant. 
or you could just pay two thousand for you know a um, a uh, silicon lowly doll that is anatomically correct and fuckable. Just so you know. Or use the money to go out dating and meet real people. Why would you tell people Why to go and find real lollies? Don't don't encourage that. Let them have sex with their rubber. <laughs> Does this virtual thing come with the uh, the flashlight add-on? Yes, it vibrates. It's especially good for, for two thousand dollars. It better. Yeah, fuck steak. Yeah. It's especially good for pyromaniacs, especially if they need to burn some rubber. Uh... <laughs> Hold on, five. let me get an urban dictionary and translate that. <laughs> Please do. Number five is, um, it's a repeat, but maybe you have different advice to give. Um, any tips for newer writers or people who would like to write other stories and things? Oh, man, this question, third time. Okay, uh, third time's a charm. Um, that's what they get say. Flashy. Yeah, the answer is... Um, so there's this great movie called The Room by Tommy Wiseau. Watch yes! that. Oh no. Oh hi, Lauren. Oh boy. So watch that. Then repeat some of your choicest lines to yourself as you're looking at your blank word document. Um, you're tearing me apart, Lisa, is my personal favorite. Then write all the pony characters as though they were characters from The Room, and send me a link to the story, please, because I will, uh, I will love you forever. Can I just have can I just have Twilight looking at Applejack going, You're a big coward, cheap, 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 cheap. <laughs> That's what I want to see in the featured box. Yes, 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 yes. I may have to write it. This sounds amazing. Please do this. You, you have first dibs. Please write Go for this. It. Okay, I, I'm I'm taking this idea. I don't know when I'll write it, but I'm gonna write it. <laughs> But actually, Cyber, whatever your name is, you, you can also do it if you want to. No, 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 you do it. You do okay. it. Please. Okay, fine. Um, now, uh, other questions. Uh, chicken parmesan or eggplant parmesan? Chicken. French onion soup or Italian wedding soup? I've never been to an Italian wedding, so French onion. Okay. Shrimp scampi or teriyaki chicken? Um, I can't eat shrimp after watching Finding Nemo and hearing their adorable cries of death. So teriyaki chicken. <laughs> Those are a krill anyway, but I don't care. I, I don't like shrimp, so. Number two. You've chosen three of the six listed. Which would make uh which one would you make for your pony slash dragon slash griffin waifus and which one would you make for yourself? What the heck? You've chosen three of the six listed. What does that mean? Um the, of the uh the the from food. the last question, the so food. either or food. food. Yeah. What oh. would you make for your pony waifu for food? Oh, oh, okay. I thought I had to make a French Parmesan into a waifu or something. I could make, I could make I, that. Yeah, I thought you had to turn shrimp into some sort of dragon waifu as well. From dragon waifu? I'm pretty sure I've seen pictures of that. Shrimp dragon waifu? Yeah, I, I think I've pretty much seen that. Well, I, 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 <laughs> as far as answering pumpkins. that, I don't know. Uh, teriyaki chicken's amazing, so I'd make that for myself. And uh, none of the ones I've chosen would... I guess French onion doesn't necessarily have anything in it, so the pony, whoever it is, has to deal with that, even though it's not super impressive. Sorry. It sucks. It's good, but it just doesn't have the beef. Where's the beef? That's what uh, Wendy's asked me, and I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. 
the next question is it's valentine's day and you found a cyber pony which is part machine part pony that is a mare and you rescued her to find out she has no memory of who she is so it's basically chobits and she's heartbroken for some reason plot twist what do you do in this situation try to make her not cry as much Aww. I, Aww. I feel like you would softy aren't you well, I, I, th there's a lot of emphasis on the gender of this cyber pony that I feel is trying to lead this question in places I'd rather not take it. So, actually, I went more the dark route. I thought you were like forcibly like open up its control panel and just reprogram it to not feel sad anymore. That is a last resort. Let's uh, hopefully that isn't required. Let's see. Number four kind of ties into ponies aren't for sexual. So number five, if you could sink and save a ship with your least and top favorite ship in a dramatic but epic way, how would you sink it to Davy Jones' locker? And which one would you save from Annihilation? I don't know if I have any hated ships because there are, MLP has so few real ships. Uh, well, I guess they're all fake. So uh, I want to see the Lyra Bonbon bon ship sail forever because... It needs to. The world oh. needs more of that. Um, and as far as far as ships to sink, anything with Spike needs, yes! to, needs, needs to stop. Good. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You guys seen the influx of Spike and Thorax, right? Yes. It needs Don't to stop. About it. That's that's the one I'll sink to Davy Jones' locker right there. Good. Good man. Good man. Will uh, okay, so this is more for kind of the cast. Uh, so I'll, I'll I'll ask pencil and Enigma and and Milk and Redshirt. Uh, will Vylon and Milk be best bays forever? Oh, no. I don't think Milk is strong enough to chain down that wild wild stallion that is Vylon. True. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, man. As long, hey, at least you, at least you got to ride the wild lightning as long as you could. Then moving back to our guest, we have some <laughs> questions from Tubit. What story that you wrote do you believe doesn't get the attention it deserves? Deserves is a tricky word. I think every story gets the attention it deserves. Uh, even the ones that are super good, they get no views. Um, because what is deserves, it sounds pretty arbitrary to me. But I'd say that if I could steer more people towards anything, I wish more people had seen uh, the um, my first attempt at a series, My Little Apprentice, that what started me, I feel like I, I poured my heart and soul into it, and maybe it didn't go as far as I wish it had. I'm left in a weird place here because the next two questions also involve attention it deserves, and you kind of covered both of them. So the next questions are, what other story on film fiction do you believe didn't get the attention it deserves? And same, what other story in general do you believe doesn't get the attention uh, so Kind of same answer? Or... Stories on film fiction that don't get the attention they deserve. Uh, the worst ones? I feel like more people should appreciate the worst. Maybe The Tale of Shadowblade is the one that needs thousands of views. Oh. It does! Needs its own movie. But uh, what about stories in general? Is there like a book series you love that needs more attention or? Uh, I don't know if needs more attention is what I'd say. I wish 
more people read the classics these days. Uh, I feel like uh, sort of golden age sci-fi, Asimov and Heinlein and all of them, I feel like they had a really optimistic and favorable view about uh, what the future could be. And maybe the world needs a little bit more of that right now. Sweet. Let's move on to uh, the user explosions then. Uh, not to be confused with not explosions. Number one, have you had experiences with depression? Uh, you don't have to share the experiences. It's pretty much just yes or no. Uh, yes, I, I guess I'll say yes. All right. Number two, what does life mean to you? What keeps you going? What drives you to succeed? Well, uh, it looks like they, they did want a follow-up question, which was how you handle depression. Um, but what keeps me going right now? I don't know. Writing, I guess. Uh, create, creativity has always been my, uh, my go-to. Uh, the fact that I can compose something and have other people get enjoyment out of it and feel human emotions based on some making pretend about Pwn is pretty special, I think. Um, I didn't mean to cut off the depression question, Link. It's usually a very sensitive subject for much uh, for most. If you feel like you want to handle, uh, talk about how you handled it, by all means. Uh, well, the only thing I'd, I'd add to that based on my previous answer is just the, the one time I did handle, did have to deal with that, it really was writing that helped me out of it. And I don't think that's going to be the solution for other people, maybe, but it was for me. Um, just being able to write and being able to imagine a better world is what put me in it eventually. Then let's move to number three. Uh, how is life? Really? I'm interested. Tell us, how's life? Um, how is life? The, I guess it's great. Life is 365, nine to five, 24 seven, 365 again. It's great. Life is great. Always. Life is strange. Life is strange. That's true. That may be a better answer. References. Then let's go to Uwe Toll, who seems like a, a take on uh, Uwe Boll. Um, what is the best way to describe her crippling loneliness and anguish in a story of someone who is definitely alone for the rest of his, her, its life? What? Uh, seriously think to yourself about whether you want to write that. Because that is does not sound to me like a story that would be very entertaining to read. I confronted this when I write when I wrote uh, Last Pony on Earth, where initially I intended the main character to go through crippling loneliness and depression based on being the last person alive on Earth for months and months at a time. And I realized that it would be incredibly boring and monotonous because there's only so many different ways you can talk about how depressed and lonely someone is before it gets dreadful to read. So I would say, don't do that for very long in your story or make your story very short. Oh my goodness, I'm trying to get through the rest of these, uh, the reading through these questions, one of them was painful. Um, <clears throat> uh, the next question is suck. Uh, That's the question. 
that, that is the question. Suck. Suck. Suck? Um, I try not to. It's a daily struggle, though. Nice. <laughs> Desperately trying you, not to suck. I understand. It's difficult. Star, Star Scrab, we know you don't have time to suck because you have 2,000 words to write. Yeah, that's true. But 2,000 words a day, it's a, she's a, a, a harsh mistress. You know, that, there, that, that's your role play you should play with your partner. She is 2,000 words, and she is your harsh mistress. <laughs> role play that. Oh. <laughs> or you write your 2,000 words on her with, like, a Sharpie. Or, or she sits behind you with a whip until you finish your 2,000 words. Oh, God, yeah. that's way more reasonable. I, you know, I, I think I'll go back to my original idea, which is just finishing them after. <laughs> 2,000 2, words a day is not very long. Like, uh, I routinely do that in an hour, so I can do, I can do an hour after. Well, I mean, it's go. not the length of the words, it's the quality of them. I, I was mocked for saying that earlier on the podcast, so I'm not going to say that again. You are, you, are, you are a wise man. We love you, man. All right. So, next question is, so a flamethrower throws... I, I did because we already addressed it earlier. The favorite alcoholic <laughs> drink. Get the other one. Oh, get that one? No. Okay. Uh, so then what, the barbecue? Skip the barbecue. Okay. <laughs> well, geez, Milk, I wasn't going to say it out loud. Professionalism. You, you said pony cunt outside in public. We cannot put anything past you, okay? So the final question from Uitol is, why is it a relief to never hear from all the shits, us the people, ever again if you are the last one? It would not be a relief. It would be a life of loneliness and depression, as you were describing from your first question. Writing is pointless without people to read it. So I would, that would suck. I'm imagining this Twilight Zone scenario where you're the last guy, you have all these stories written down, but no one's around. And you're like, but no! There was time now! The masterworks of Pone were never read. So I'm gonna crack the whip now, because we are beginning to run down on time, and we have a lot of people adding questions. Please stop adding questions. So, <laughs> let's, let's move to the next one! Now we're going to Shaco, who is always mean and an asshole, who asks, how does it feel to be admired by autistic faggots? I remember at the beginning of this podcast, I said I came from 4chan, so I am in no place to judge. I, I, I am one of you. Yes, yes, you are. We're all lurkers at heart. Um, next, we have questions from 6killer5, who asks, uh, oh, goodness, um, we already answered what got you into writing. We already answered what are your future plans when it comes to writing. Uh, third question. Have you ever, or do you ever plan to make physical prints of any of your work? Well, the, uh, as far as pony stuff, probably not. Um, but if you want to see physical prints of any of the work I've done, keep an eye on my profile in the next month, because once the product I've written launches, I will link it there. And there will be 500,000 words of my fantasy writing in that. Ta-da! Awesome. 
Question number four is, would you write a collaboration story? And if yes, who would you want to write it with? Ooh, uh, I would write a collaboration story. And the answer is um, someone who is as dedicated to their craft as I am. Someone who is serious about writing, who isn't going to miss deadlines and not take the project seriously. But if I could just collaborate with anyone in the world, if this isn't just a, a pwn-restricted thing, I would love to do a collaboration. So if this is my perfect world, I want to write something with Neil Gaiman. Fair. Totally fair. I was going to make fun of you. I was going to be like, would you write with Iceman? No. But now I'm just going to be like, no, dude, Neil Gaiman. I can see that. Yep. Not a problem. Uh, let's see. Nope. Moving on, uh, what's your favorite dish? Uh, French eclair cake. Ooh. That's cool with me. It's not my favorite, but I'll cook it for you. Next question. What's your favorite fruit? As an avid scuba diver, definitely pineapple because it gets the salt water out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> suffer, uh, suffer, uh, suffer, you pineapple. No. <laughs> no. We have a thing for pineapples on this podcast. Also, I was so sure you were going to say bronies. Whoa. <laughs> bronies are fruit. Insult the viewers, why don't you? Actually, they, they love probably me for insulting them. They know that I'm going to do this anyway. I don't know what's wrong with them, but they like me to insult them and you guys, so I'm going to keep doing it. I'll say we're they're probably into that. Okay. Final question. Home cooked or going out? Uh, home cooked. Going out's just a waste of money most of the time. Very smart. It also helps you cut back on calories. Yes, so that's true too. Uh, Redshirt47 then provides the next questions. Uh, first question, are strange pim uh, women lying in ponds distributing swords a legitimate basis for a system of government? Only if we they are encountered... Only if the, the strange women laying in ponds eventually leads to a parliamentary... Uh, sort of monarchy, uh, then yes, it's okay. And the eventual invention of chivalry? What is... <sighs> you, you make me hurt, man. Uh, now we're going to go to Tyrannosaurus Tux, who asks, have you ever been sick long enough to wonder what it was like being healthy? Yes, it sucks. See, now let's and go. I, to I, I, I will just say, like, that, that, that statement is my life. So good job, guys. Good job. I per Hashtag too real. Let's see. I'm trying to check our time, make sure we're doing well. All right. We're doing we're okay. To... We can make it. We can make it. We're doing questions from Rob Cakerin53. Uh, ah, Robbie Cakes. Yes. He asks, uh, the, or also known as that guy who wrote My Little Dashy. It's he true. asks, noticing several of your fics rely on OCs, do you ever have difficulties coming up with a new character? The answer is no, because I just steal personalities from people I've met, and they're my new character. Hey, if it works, man. The next question is, do you prefer writing more OC-centric fics or the main six canon? Definitely OC-centric fix, just because I feel like there's a lot of pressure when you're writing about the main six, especially if all six of them are in the story. Um, and I feel like everyone has their own, uh, they have uh, maybe a stick of their butt about what, how certain characters should be written. 
and I'd rather not deal with that. So I like to just use a few of them in each story. It's a lot easier. The next question, if the USA decided to elect one of the four princesses of Equestria as the next president, who do you think would be chosen and why? Uh, I'm going to say who I think should be chosen, and that's Twilight, so that she can make everything perfect. She'll make America great again. Stop. She'll make many things in many ways. She'd also uh, probably be the most attractive president today to most of us, you know. Not you, because you don't like ponies that way, but that's okay. The next question, uh, after reading others' questions, I decided to hold off asking anything silly or dumb. Instead, <laughs> I'd just like to say I am so, so sorry you came on this podcast. If we were all real horses, this podcast would be on PETA's terror watch list. It's true! It's true! It would be! And are you sorry you came on this podcast yet? I'm still alive, and that's what counts. I may not be sane, though. I'll, talk to, I'll take, take some aspirin and call you in the morning. <laughs> Take two of these and come in the I'm pretty sure anything you'd get from us would not be aspirin. Oh, Maybe wow. that's what I need. Yep, probably true. <laughs> uh, now we're going to Vlade, who asks, um, gosh, how can I make this, like, work? Groan. Groan as you do it. Uh, <clears throat> okay, I'll see what I can do. Not sexual groan, just, like, exasperated groan. Suck. Is this some sort of in-joke, maybe, that I'm not no, understanding? No, not really. They just started doing it, and now they don't stop. That's always a question from several people at this point. Yeah, it's true. Just like everyone did it one week, and we commented about how stupid it was, and now everyone does it. We well, fueled their fire. Same answer as before. I try not to. It's a, it's a constant struggle. All right. Please remember to refresh because we have more questions down below, but we're coming in on the final stretch here, so. It's true. So I'm going to try and rush through some of these. Uh, we're here on Fluffy Unicorns now. Uh, you spoke a lot about AI. Does your knowledge depend, uh, does your knowledge depends on your scientific knowledge or do you just read scientific, uh, science fiction? Uh, it, it's, it's, well, I read a lot of science fiction, but that is my day job is working with machine learning. So I, I rely primarily on my research experience when it comes to writing about uh, the, in that universe. So uh, consenting sex box when? Sorry, what? Consenting? <laughs> wow! Uh, Pencil really wants one. Soon. No, dude, I just gotta know. Soon. Soon? Excellent, Soon. that's what I wanna hear. No. no. No, not for the I first 10 years. That. The next question from Fluffy Unicorns is, I've not read your stories or Friendship is Optimal, but how do you define an artificial intelligence? How do I define an artificial intelligence? Uh, well, that has a very specific meaning. If you're talking, uh, an artificial intelligence is just any system which makes decisions based on, it's based on some sort of protocol or uh, internal standards. Any any system that makes its own decisions is artificially intelligent. If you're referring to general artificial intelligence, that definition usually means something that could pass for human in one way or another or exceed us, but nothing like that currently exists. So, 
Uh, let's see. Uh, next questions are for me for some reason. Uh, why do you suck at Undertale? Get good. I'm I'm trash to Undertale. I'm sorry. And also, you use the porn name for Undertale. Please call Undertale by its real name. Uh, next question is: How come you have 470 games on Steam with 957 uh, hours of gameplay? Why so less gameplay with so much games? Uh, it's because I don't play games that often. Humble Bundle has me by the balls. Uh, the next question is by some zone punny, who asked their question entirely in binary. And this is this is what I went and did for you. I, I, had it translated to I went and translated it. It says tongue or legs. Legs. Woo! Good answer. And now Evil Cheese 271 makes a reappearance and asks South American or North European swallow. European. Fair you know, enough. they didn't say swallow. They just said South African or Northern European. They could mean like slaves. You never fucking know, do you? Well, well I assumed like given the amount of suck we've had this podcast. Prostitutes. I listen to more South African music than Northern European music these days, so I guess I revise my answer. Priest, I choose to interpret you? it that way. Priest, how dare you assume someone's suck? Hey, we can assume anyone's suck at this point, okay? Okay. We're on Scarlet Storm, and I've I've looked through, I've refreshed the page. This is basically there's the there's final one question. more question at the very end, which is very I, simple and very important question. I see that. Yes. Um number one. Uh these are from Scarlet Storm. Number one, you are locked in a building in a zombie apocalypse, and you are stuck with two ponies of your choice. If so, who? Twilight Rainbow, definitely. No uh, questions three. asked. Magic wow. and kicks. Damn, dude. Number two, who is best Pegasus? Uh, Scootaloo. Aww! Well, does she really count as a Pegasus if she can't fly? Wow. <laughs> I did that just to hurt Milk, just so you know. Uh, let's see. Uh, number three is, uh, oh, that is one again. Who is best princess, but we handled it. Uh, number three is fuck, kill, marry with four choices. Do I it anyway. I guess one of them gets to sit out in the cold and sigh. Uh, sorry, Cadence, you're dead. Yeah. Um, no! Yes! No! <laughs> That's how it's done. That's how we do. Fucking <laughs> Okay. Uh, I don't know about the other two though. Those are. I think I might. Someone married to Twilight would probably kill themselves. I don't know how you would handle someone so manic. Well, keep in mind, if you marry Cadence, you get to help her rule Equestria, so you get infinite power and wealth and time. That's true. Being married to Celestia is probably the best, then. It's infinite power. And then as far as the sex things, you know, the only time you do it, we discuss, is to save the world, so. Yeah, also that's extremely dangerous if it's different than the person you're married to and they're a princess, so. Let's yeah. Not, let's, not, let's not take that risk. All right, so question number four. H-I-E, question mark? Yes. Very. Yes! Correct. You got it right. Uh, number five, are you a fan of uh, Spirit? Oh, wait, never mind. Uh, how about Spy Dash? Yes. Uh, but less six. so than I used to be. Number six, Pencil, notice me, Senpai. No, fuck you! Senpai will never notice you. Number seven, you are given a chance to go to Equestria. What about our culture would you show the Equestrians? Uh, definitely movies. There's, It's such a rich and diverse, like, just a... There's so many to choose from, and we've done so much with them over the years, and 
as far as we know, they don't have it. So that seems like a good place to start. Do they not have movie theaters? Like, we know they have this theater. They, they had they a did. theater and a music video that no. never showed up again. They did, yeah. They had that music video that they had that theater where the CMC sang that Babs song in and Babs came out of the screen. Yeah. yeah. So it's hard to say if that actually exists, that you can pull characters out of the screen, the screen and there are intelligent drinks that you can throw around in Equestria. They also had that training video for the Wonder Bolts about the uh, getting water from the pond. I feel like this is actually a plot line that My Little Pony would use: is them going to see a movie and one of like the, and like Sweetie Belle accidentally bringing a character from the screen to life. I'd watch that. Yeah, better I feel like that's actually. Yeah. It's better she brings back a character from the screen than the train that's heading towards the screen. I don't think she'd do that. But I mean, like, I love this. It's so cute. I can see right. it happening. I can't do a sweetie voice. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't make my voice crack that hard. We can do it though. We can cross the finish line. Midnight, Midnight Chaos says he's only somewhat sorry for his questions. And we finally, Six Killer Five asks: Star Trek or Star Wars? Oh, There's no right can. answer to that. There's no right answer to that. Uh, but definitely Star Trek. Sorry, Star Wars is fun, and I enjoy the movies, but Star Trek all the way. Yeah, Star Trek has point. its extended universe shit together. It really does. And also the Borg. And also Seven of Dime. And, and also more internal consistency. George yes. Lucas never got his filthy hands on Star Trek, so. Also yes! Patrick motherfucking Stewart. Engage. I, I, you don't understand. I, I flipped out when I met John Delancey, not because of My Little Pony, but because Q. Because Q. But Q, though. But Q, though. Did we do it? Did, did we fucking do it? Did we do it? We are, did. Are we good? There were so many questions this week. There were so People many really questions for such a requested guest, but we did it. We got through all also, the questions. If you have any left in your drink, you should just be chugging at this point because we just said Star Trek and Star Wars so many times. So there were, there were technical hiccups this cast, but thank you everyone, all 31 of you who joined us and tuned in and listened uh, throughout the podcast. That's we, all the um, time that priest, we have. Priest, we actually topped out at 32. We did. Yeah, we had 32 viewers. So people really, really love you, Starscribe. They love you a lot. Well, I love them too. I feel like I have some of the best and most dedicated fans in my little tiny corner of the fandom. So I love you guys. I love you all. I really do. It just shows. Um, but no, thank you for coming on the podcast. You were great. You actually handled your shit really well, and I could feel when you finally lost faith in humanity and just accepted it. And I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Well, the inevitability of death is there in the featured box waiting for me once I can't handle it anymore. That's my ideas from this one, too. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. Well, needless uh, to say, that's all the time that we had left. Um, this has been a non-pencil I sort of, sort of, sort of love you, but not really. Enigmatic Otaku. I hope someone has platonic feelings for me. Redshirt47. Now wait five more months before I come on again. Milk. I'm not dead. And of course, our wonderful guest, Starscribe. You're tearing me apart, podcast! <laughs> <laughs> oh, can we keep it, Priest? Can we keep it? I'm probably on a neighborhood watch list somewhere. <laughs> Deservedly so after what you said. Yeah. Good night, everyone. <laughs>